Why does this thing exist? Podcast. Why does this thing exist? Podcast. Good morning, friends. Morning. Welcome to uh, Why Does This Thing Exist podcast. Indeed. It's the podcast where we look at things and talk about them. My name is Simon. My name is Dean. <laughs> Let's just get on with it, I suppose. Um, <laughs> why are you going to show I, me this week? I sent you a meme on someone posted saying, after 45 minutes, now let's dive right into this episode. This is every podcast host ever. And like we're very much back in the trend there. Yeah. And, uh, we also have Listener Promise. Uh, well, that's what we ever have. Oh, by the way, don't forget to like and subscribe on iTunes. And uh, don't do that. I have no interest in that. <sighs> you may as well like and subscribe to it, I suppose, though. But uh, no, do what you want. I don't give a shit. Show me what you're doing, dude. <laughs> All right. Well, as you know, I've been uh, jet-setting a lot recently. You have. Uh, I've been bouncing around the world uh, in a few places because yep. of, of work-related things. Yep. You're a number one top bird in all the flying you've been doing lately. <laughs> I guess. That is not a compliment I ever thought to have. I'm not sure it is a compliment because the, the face, look at your face was like <laughs> predatory. <Yeah. laughs> so, My lip is curled. <laughs> Oh, lovely. Oh, uh, Vincent, he's back. <laughs> Don't mind me. Get it some milk. Get out, you swine. Uh, Goodbye, Vincent. We barely knew he. Uh, right, so I've been traveling a lot. So obviously I've, uh, even when we first started this, I've been to other places because of work things. And I was always very wary of, now, do I want to introduce things from other countries? As Why does this exist? Because I think that's very, very quickly leads into... At the very least, cultural insensitivity. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's like, and as the listeners know, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm strictly verboten. <laughs> for yeah, me. that's right. This is not <laughs> in any way a, a podcast with skirts on racism on a weekly basis. <laughs> Never intentionally. I'll say that now. No, <laughs> but, uh, but okay, anyway. So I, I had enough self awareness to think. Right, don't just bring back. Yeah. Look at this chocolate with a funny name. What's that about? Because <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's what's, stupid. What's the, the equivalent of manslaughter when we're talking about racism. <laughs> Basically, what we're doing every week, isn't it? I guess <laughs> conceptual manslaughter. <laughs> yeah. Amazing, but what anyway, a, what a wild on. accusation! So yeah, yes. what a wild accusation! How dare uh, you? So, I've been talking, but I have experienced something which I think. All right, why does this exist? Not so much why does this exist at all. Why does this, why does this exist like this? Right. Why is this like this? Oh. What I'm going to show you here now is God. This is this could go very wrong. Go on. Oh no! Generally, nothing offensive about this. Oh, thank God for that. <laughs> I can promise you that. <laughs> I was like, look at, look at this person's skin colour. What's yeah, that about? Yeah, no, was, look at these eyes. <laughs> 40 years we've known each other. <laughs> this is your opinion of me. <laughs> Why is this fanny on sideways? <laughs> God, oh Show it to me. Christ alive, Dean. We're digging ourselves a hole of racism. Get me out of there. Quick, get right. the ladder down, Dean. Right, this. What this is. What was that? Well, I was about to tell you. You right, yelled at me to show you. Yeah. Right. This is the uh, entry to Vienna Airport security checks. Right. right. Now, that, obviously, I know why airport security exists. Yeah. I know why they have them. I yep. know why that's a thing. Yeah. You might argue it's excessive, but, you know, lots of things have happened to warrant a tight level of scrutiny when it comes to airports. Yes. My question is, why is Vienna Airport, which I will say thus far, the worst airport I've been to, <laughs> uh, why is it like it is? Because I've never been to Austria before. I went to Vienna for a conference, very lovely conference, very informative, very good. Place is fine, very sort of like classical architecture and stuff. 
The airport baffles me constantly. Right. Nothing more than the, the basically the way in, the entrance way. Now, yeah. as you can see from this photo, it's very, 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 very wide, but not very long, if that makes any sense. This is the width. Like it's, it's like a big circle. Oh, sorry, a semicircle. Right. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 So there's lots and lots of like, ways to get in, but it's very, very, it's not yeah, very deep. You're right on the yeah. check in thing there. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, the first thing you have to do is uh, you know, check in. Yeah. No, I did that online because you can do that these days. Yeah, so yeah, I, didn't, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't have any uh, baggage to check in, so fine. Good. I thought this will be smooth sailing. <laughs> I'm going to be one of those <laughs> George Clooney types. Yeah, you're going to be on that plane tapping your wristwatch every Precisely, else. yes. I'm going to, this is going to be stress-free. Yes. Oh, hubris. <laughs> How dare he raise the ugly head. So, uh, first off, and I can see there's like the, the crowd control barriers, you know, the ones, you, the extendable rope things. Yeah. Uh, from, from my experience, they serve no purpose. They have absolutely no purpose whatsoever. No, no. No, but here specifically. Um, right. Because obviously, first thing you do, you check in, then you go through security. Normally, it's like a departure lounge or something, or like a sort of where you get through to buy some stuff. And then, yeah. No, none of that. Just go straight to security. It's all right, fine. I like the efficiency of that. That's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, normally, like, these crowd dividers are there to say, right, you go here, walk through this big, up and down, up and down, up and down. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Go for this door. If that one's busy, go through that door. You have to go. You have to do the up and down bit. When you yeah. get to like the end, they go, "Ah, just pick any door. I don't give a shit." So people obviously go for the first door. So you get this like fifty people trying to get through one door. And people are going, "There's seven doors down there." No, no indication of that whatsoever. So just sat there wait for people to realise that. Oh, you can go down those doors. Okay, so people, people, people constantly being told, "No, keep moving, keep moving, keep moving." But in Austrian, I'm assuming, yeah, uh, or German or whatever, you know, or whatever language they got. Um, so that was like, oh, that's that was uh, that seems like an inefficient system. Yeah, just to have rely on people's good nature and common sense to figure out which doors where. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, for something like a theme park, that would be bad. For airport security, I think that's Lats. come on, lads, yeah. come on. So when you go through like the entranceway, the security area. Now, normally, in my experience, in every other airport I've been to, yeah, there's another bit of build up. Okay, so there's a queue. You go through this queue here, go through that one. Mm. You got time to sort of like, okay, so I can see like the, the checkpoints there. So I got time to take my belt off, take my watch off, put it sure. in my bag and stuff. Yeah, you know, take your shoes right. off yeah. if needs be, yeah. all yeah. that stuff. Take the magazine out to yeah. your AK forty seven. Precisely, yes, because yeah. you've got to hold that put on your hand luggage. Yeah, yeah. AK forty seven's going to separate tray. That's it. Right, that's, Safely yep. secure all knives in your shoes. <laughs> Well, you know, what you're saying is no less sensible than what I'm going to say now. So, now, when you go through the, 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 the bottleneck entrance, you go through the door, security! <laughs> <laughs> okay, right then, okay. Can you pass off? <laughs> Pretty much. Shit. <laughs> but, they know that the, the, the system of just pick a door and go to it. <laughs> They've got the same thing with the security checkpoints. So you go in and say, which one to go to? <laughs> don't give a shit. Just pick one. Uh, what about the people who go to this door? They can pick one as well. <laughs> you can all go the same one. We don't care. <laughs> Where do we take our shoes off? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Just do it. Do it the three seconds you've got to get to the fucking thing. So I'm queuing on this security checkpoint and people are queuing on this side. So as I'm queuing on this one, I realise people coming from the next door along. So I'll just go to this one. And they sort of do that. You know when... On the motorway, like three la- three lanes are closed and there's only one. Yeah. They're just doing that. So like, oh, yeah. well, who goes next? Well, someone does. Let's hope for the best, shall we? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm carrying my shoes. I'm carrying a belt. I've got a jacket over my shoulder. I've got the watch on. And my headphones taken off and stuff. I'm like, it's very hot and sweaty in there. And so, now, again, normally, in my experience, the, you know, the security conveyor belt thing, there's enough space for four or five people to offload their stuff and they put it in the trays, push it back. And then, you know, move along. Right. Oh, <laughs> barely two people can stand abreast. 
<laughs> and and again, there's no depth to it. It's like, there's only sort of like, tray here, push it back to the conveyor belt. It's on the belt, straight on the belt. <laughs> so go, go, go. <laughs> okay, put it, put it. No, laptop's out, laptop's out. It is out. <laughs> I don't want to put the fucking thing. <laughs> is there a Kindle in there? <laughs> okay, right. Right, so just ripping pacemakers out of people's <laughs> chests. Exactly. All right, all right, fine, fine, fine. So you eventually get to the train, like frantically put it in, <laughs> and the you know, the customs person is actually screaming at people constantly. <laughs> put the trays down. <laughs> I've got a tray. Don't you give me a tray? <laughs> yeah. I want a tray. I really do want a tray. I just I don't have one, <laughs> and I don't know how to get one. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like the chef is like, go security scanner, the big sort of checkpoint thing. Oh, check what the um the, the X-ray, whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So go there, arms over your head, like got anything in your pockets? Uh, yes. What is it? <laughs> it's a mask from from the olden days yeah. <laughs> and a tissue. Like, mm. <laughs> you can put that in a separate thing. All right. <laughs> Jesus, one of those terrorist tissues. <laughs> People take up a planes with everyone on the ground. I got a Kleenex. <laughs> So it's like go through the check, right? Go on, off you go. So they're waiting for you know, to get my trays, three trays full of stuff back. Now, normally, they give you at least, at least one table to put things together. No, duty free, go! <laughs> People wandering through duty free. The huge duty free aisle with all the M&Ms and the fancy scents with no shoes or belts on, trying desperately to put a coat on and retrieve their wallet and watch. And there's my phone with my passport in here. So it's got these people like doing duty free, like they've just got out of a disaster. <laughs> like they're fleeing a tsunami or something. Uh, and then you wander through, and there are two cafes and a vending machine. <laughs> And then you can go home. <laughs> so yeah, but you know, Vienna, in my in my experience, yeah. uh, you know, it's a Teutonic city. They have a reputation for logic and efficiency. Yeah. And you know, it's not like not like this is an airport in a capital city <laughs> in a first world nation as part of a community of other interlinked countries where people travel all the time, is it? <laughs> no, we can't possibly have any sort of system where we have any sort of logic to get people through this fucking thing. <laughs> So yeah, so that was that was a bum note to end my trip to Austria on. I I think it sounds quite efficient in my head. Uh, people just shouting at you is is that sufficient? Isn't it? Oh, I guess it seems unnecessary. Go go go! <laughs> Into duty free. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I've got trousers where, like, uh, if I don't wear a belt, they are down instantly. (laughs) Like, I can see myself not knowing that and and just shuffling around duty-free my trousers around my ankles like a toddler that's just shit itself. I mean, it's it's a lovely image. Who's crying? (laughs) But it's like, what are you doing? Trying to get a massive tumbler on. Why is... <laughs> Why is it like this? This seems unhelpful all round. Because <laughs> there was um I wrote about this in my next book, but there's there was a system that they tried in America and it, believe it or not, it didn't work. Right. I can't remember what it's called now, but I think it was called Spot uh, Spot um, Spotted Potential Offensive. And it was both software and people's sort of recognition. Yeah. Trying to identify terrorists, potential yeah. terrorists, by... The colour of their skin. <laughs> well, that's not the official system, yeah, is it? No, yeah, just like yeah. the, that's the rule of thumb they invariably use. Yeah. But um, by the facial expression, their emotional state. Right. 
uh, it didn't work because people's emotional state is very variable depending on... Of course, yeah. Uh, what What's the emotional state of a terrorist? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, basically, it's like people who are like, look at people who are stressed and panic-looking and nervous, like people who are going to about to fly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> people who are afraid yeah. of flying, perhaps. Yeah. They, they look like that. Or people who have just yeah. gone through a security checkpoint from hell. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. Or people just going through American security, which I recently did. And it was, yeah, oh, yeah. I it's, would, not, uh, it's not a pleasant experience. Not good. Not good. I mean, and foolishly, I got lippy with them. When, oh, God, what is that for? <laughs> oh, I just thought it was really demeaning the way they were speaking oh, to people. God, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I was quite a frazzle as late at night when I went uh, just recently, and um, I went for the International Psychedelics Conference because I was genuinely terrified. Because like, after 11 night, they said, like, they asked your purpose of visit, I was going, drugs. <laughs> 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 it's true. It's technically true. Uh, international drug meeting. <laughs> yeah. Worth billions, mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Christ. So, yeah, so um, Vienna Airport Terminal, it's got to do better, man. This, this yeah, it doesn't look good. It looks it, a bit like uh, Cardiff Airport. So yes, it's got a short... It's got Cardiff vibes about yeah, it. Though, yeah, yeah. So, which I'm surprised at because I know Cardiff, for those who don't know, as, a, as an airport, uh, it is charmingly small, shall we say, by the most standards of most capital cities, I would say. Mm, yeah. Uh, but Vienna's bigger, but it's not, like, it's not huge. I was expected it to be a no. capital city. I thought it'd be like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. like a Schiphol or a Heathrow, but no, it's it's much smaller than that. It's like a mid-level airport, yeah. which surprised me. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Not, I guess not every capital has it needs an airport. Maybe they just have another one because like Cardiff Airport isn't really in the city, is it? It's no, they all, much they, they're also. all pretty much on the outskirts. Yeah, aren't yeah, they? yeah. Like, you know. so, they're actually quite central, surprisingly. Yeah. So, um, well, yeah, you couldn't have a fucking aeroplane taken off of your main shopping centre. No, you? Like, you know. I'd like to see that. But, that uh, would be great. Yeah, yeah. So uh, basically, uh, just say. Vienna Airport. Come on. <laughs> sort it out. Sort it out, Vienna Airport. You're letting yeah. everybody down. Yeah, so... Uh, what are you going to give it? I'm going to give it a two because, mm. uh, you know, I obviously uh, object to a lot of it. Yeah. But two-point salvage was one, it does do its job. Yeah. And B, I think it does, so like I say, I, I, uh, the, the stereotype of the Teutonic people is efficient and... It completely uh, defies that, yeah, which I'm yeah. sort of fond of. Anything yeah. which goes against, takes a stereotype, he goes, fuck that. I'm going yep. to run with it. So I'm going to give it a two. Okay, two from you. I'm going to give it four, because okay. it sounds like you had a dreadful experience there. <laughs> and, uh, and it made for good content. Yeah, it made for good content. I've enjoyed hearing about you being shouted at by people. Uh, Just okay. got a picture of you in my brain, the laptop in one hand, your belt in the other. <laughs> like a really... Sweating really, profusely, no doubt. Like some of the very strange kink. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, one shoe left in Austria, never to be seen again. I can imagine you hobbling your way back through the airport school at the other end with one shoe off and being penetrated with a glove. <laughs> <laughs> strip search so deep they're trying to find drugs in my brain stuff. that's right yeah <laughs> you walking off the plane and there's a crowd of people going glove 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 <laughs> glove glove <laughs> no this happens all the time yeah oh Christ there we are then beep 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 boop 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 Okay, listeners, welcome back. Thank you for uh, coming back. <laughs> um, is there an abandoned podcast halfway through? Is that a thing? I don't think so. No, I think you committed, aren't you? Yeah, I think you know. Get my microphone the wrong way around. I don't. Uh, uh, now I've got it wrong way around. <laughs> Go right way around now. Anyway, moving right. on. Moving on. Uh, Dean. Simon. It's Crisp Week again. Oh, awesome. I love Crisp Week. Here we go. Okay, what have you got here, Simon? This is Tesco Finest 
Christmas pudding flavor crisps. Okay, I'm, I'm calling me alarmed. Christmas pudding flavor crisps. Now it's right. disgusting, isn't it? Yeah, it really does. And, and like pointless and weird. Like yeah, there are foods that are you you could savory foods that there hasn't been made crisps of. Yeah. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Goose. Goose crisps. People have go. goose at Christmas. That's festive. Yeah. Yeah. Goose crisps. Walkers, <laughs> if you're listening. Yeah. Well, if you take it, give us a cut. That's right, yeah. I would accept uh, five bags yeah. as payment. Yeah, that's right. Uh, send uh, all the checks to... Uh, Why does this thing exist podcast at gmail.com? Send all the physical checks to an email address, please, yes. Yes, please. Anyway, so we have some crisps. Yeah, let's get them open. You open them, Dean. Okay, okay. Uh, well, actually, I'll open them as well. You hold one side, I'll hold the other. Oh. Lovely audio for the listeners, eh? There we go. There we go. Right. Right. It's a large bag, everyone. It's a very big bag. It's a sharing bag. Yeah, it says it's um, 150 grams, but it feels more like 500. It does a bit, yeah. yeah. It feels more than 150. Then a lot of air in these things. A lot, lot of air, it but it's a heft, 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 yeah, it's a heft, heft to it. Hefty, dude. Hefty like a pudding, though. Hefty say. like a pudding. Christmas, Christmas pudding. pudding is dense, isn't it? So you go first. I've you, got you uh, three in my hand here. They're going straight in my gob. Okay. Can you tell me what you think first, and then I'll try some. Hmm. Okay, there's a nod of the head there from Simon. He's not gagging. He's not... Uh, when he ate the ketchup that time, he had a bit more of a aggressive reaction mm. to this. It's not a great deal of taste. There is a sort of sultanery oh, okay. sweetness to it. Mm. A little bit of mince pie, maybe. Very vague. Okay. Nice Go to have on, a try. Yeah, mm. uh, it's a subtle flavour. Mm. It's um, yeah, it's a festive vibe to it. Mm, it's quite sweet. Yeah, I'm getting a cinnamony taste. That's usually a mm. sort of catch-all for festive foods. A cinnamon mm. element. Have another go. Okay. All right, just more. I'll say these are Tesco finest yeah. crisps. But I imagine that's a low bar. Yeah. <laughs> Out of all the Christmas pudding crisps. These, These are, are the finest, finest ones. <laughs> well, yeah, they would be, wouldn't they? There's not a lot of taste, I and mean, there's a sort of after aftertaste. Mm. Mm. I'm going to check the ingredients on you, see if it lists anything. Um, well, these ones are made in uh, Dublin, for the interest okay. of the listeners. We never found out where the wasabi ice cream is made. No. I think it just... I got that, by the way. It's just coming around, oh, get, go get it, team, lads, I'm going to go this now. <laughs> Dip it in. It's got paprika in it, but just as a colouring agent, the same with turmeric. Mm. Um, uh, just says spices. It wouldn't tell you what they've put in it. It's sugar, definitely. They are yeah, very, yeah. very yeah. sweet. Yeah. I'd say these aren't good. But they're not... The thing is, they're not... They're not awful. They're not, they're not flavourful enough to be awful. The thing is, it's not enough to be bad. No. They're bland. They are bland. And that... I think that's worse. I think so, too. If you're buying something called Christmas pudding flavour crisps and you find yeah. out they don't barely taste anything. It feels like they taste enough like Christmas pudding to get away with it. But it's one of those things I think they could have made them taste more like Christmas pudding. Mm. But when they do, if they did that, then people would be like, oh, these are Christmas pudding crisps. They would make it too stark. Like, that's yeah. not right. That's not, that's, not, that's not meant to work. And you need to keep that level of the black vagueness to them to yeah. people to accept them. Yeah. People aren't ready for full Christmas pudding. No. 
But I think like most things, like like with ice cream and crisps, I think if you had something that tasted exactly like the actual food stuff, yeah, that would be weird. Yeah, you eat the actual food stuff. Yeah, like strawberry ice cream doesn't have to taste that much like strawberries when you eat them. Oh, it tastes nothing like strawberries, yeah. is it? But it's like it's its own thing. Now. Yeah, it's been exactly. on for so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like things like crisps, like salt, salt, really salted, salt and vinegar, they taste like those things. Yes, because those are essentially condiments. You yes, can, you can eat that base base flavors. Yeah, cheese and onion. Okay, yeah, they, not really. Yeah. Roast chicken, not, nothing not like no. chicken. No. Roast beef, no. No. Uh, Pork cocktail, I think, no. No, so smoky bacon, not really. None no. of the flavours taste like the flavours. No, but they taste enough like them to, mm. to be called that. Yeah. I think it's a weird sort of, weird line to, to balance them, to walk. Because I'm not really enjoying these, Dean. Very disappointed with this. No, I mean, if I could drink it off, I'd eat them. Well, I go to most things. Well, yeah. And animals. We'll get through them before the end of this podcast, probably. Well, what goose think we've we've hit on goose? I don't think we're going to better that. No, I think that's, for Christmas crisp. I think that's what you want. Yes, goose that hasn't been already done. Pigs in blankets you see everywhere. And they don't taste like bacon no. or sausage, really. I think there's a sort of weird rule of when it comes to crisp. The simpler the flavour, the more effective and better it is. Yeah, like I said, salt, salt and vinegar. Yeah, big after that, you're done, really. Yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. nowhere to go from there. Yeah. Spicy. Some crisps are just paprika flavoured and they yes. taste fine. They taste like paprika. But I've noticed, I think there's a sort of inverse law between the longer, the more words yes. in, in the flavour description, the more expensive they tend to be. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, this is salt and vinegar. No, this is uh, Mediterranean sea salt and balsamic salt and vinegar. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, what, yeah. What does that mean? It means it's two quid more. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Is it, is it, not really. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I might have it held by a, 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 Br- a Bristolian, call it mm. cider. <laughs> but it's not... Um, yeah, they, they're nice enough. I don't like them. It's like, not like I'm dissing these crisps at all, but uh, not these ones. I mean, crisps in general, I'm a big fan. But oh, we would never say anything about crisps, Steve. Never. Uh, crisps. No, no, no. Big, big fan. All the races of the world, fair game. <laughs> we would never say anything about crisps. I'm not entirely sure. I'm, gr- I'm entirely happy about this. Uh, let's tell everyone that Dean's a racist constantly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I, Any uh, I'm, I'm joking, wink. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about the sweet and savoury combos? Because I've never been a big fan of that. Uh, yeah, I do like it. Um, mm. I tell you what, too, there's some history for you, some personal details now, Dean. Uh, I used to have a wagon wheel, you know, the marshmallow yeah. biscuit covered in chocolate. Yeah. So Stop I have it. one of those with um, a slice of um, uh, cheese processed cheese you know like you'd put on a beef burger okay and I'd put that on either side of a wagon wheel really yeah that doesn't sound too bad because that cheese isn't really cheese cheese is no it? it's not cheese cheese no no i think it's one of those things that straddles the line between sweet and savory like yeah. you could you could go either way with that yeah that's fine i've got yeah. thank you for that dude. yeah i also like chocolates and crisps as a combo for like mashups and crisps in my gob chuck a square chocolate really i never yeah. tried that love that no love that a lot of people are fond of cheese and jam combos. Oh, I've never tried cheese and jam. I think it's a thing. Mm. I like that. Um, you don't like salted caramel. Too salty. I don't mind it. I think it's okay. But I resent the fact that you can't get actual caramel anymore. I know. Yes. And that's the part that bugs and me. Maybe this is what annoys me, actually, Dean. Because, yeah. yeah, when they first come out salted caramel, I think, oh, that's fair enough. But you're right. You can't get normal caramel anymore. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like, what if I want normal caramel? Yeah. Sometimes I do. I do, yeah. Yeah. Because I do, and I think you know, salty is nice, but it shouldn't be the... It's like, I think I mentioned this in the previous episode, but now we have a burger. It's always a brioche bun. I don't want a yeah. brioche bun in my burger. No. I want some sesame seeds and a bap. 
Yeah. God, you're kids right today. today. You're right. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I've, I've never been so comfortable with it. I don't like, I don't, I have no moral objection to it, don't get me wrong, but mm. I don't think I've just got a sort of a clear divide in my head of sweet and savoury. Uh, there's some people who like to eat their food, say they got a Sunday dinner on the go. Hmm. They'd eat all the carrots first, then they'd eat uh, all the peas, and they'd eat all the potatoes, et cetera, et cetera. I, I like to have a mix of everything on my fork. I used to do that as a kid. That was really? all my thing. I used to like stages, dum, 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 and like, like taking out like, the segments of a pie and stuff. Yeah. But uh, somewhere I stopped doing that because, no, you want combinations. You want, yeah. You want cocktails. You want uh, melanges of flavor. <laughs> yes, that's yeah, what you that's want. Right. So, yeah, I'm very much pro mixing up now. Mm-hmm. But I, I will try a bit of everything individually to make sure like oh, yes that's not, is that nice that's good that's good I'll bite that the down. individual flavours mm-hmm. but then with the Sunday roast obviously normally British standards it's always covered in gravy yeah so there's like a sort of a baseline flavour uh, yeah base gravy yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like you have in, yeah. yeah baseline gravy yeah baseline gravy <laughs> there you are. that's the title uh, yeah I, I do that Dean see yeah as listeners understand I'm a gastronaut and uh, so I'd have my Sunday dinner there, all the items spread around the plate. Big plate, but it's my They're all massive plates. Big, good, big plate. like, what's that, 18 inch plate? <laughs> yeah, satellite dish. Yeah, I'm t- 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 like that. That's it. That's it. I'd take me to the paddling pool, <laughs> fill in half full of roast potatoes. I genuinely love that. <laughs> that sounds brilliant. <laughs> so I got yeah. some, oh, they'd all spread around the plate like that, full cover of the plates, all the way around like that. Right. And I'd have my gravy in the middle. Pooling up like that, hmm. and I I would have um, all the little bits like a little like a, a cheeky ankle of a bit of cauliflower, <laughs> cheeky ankle, oh, yeah, yeah. Or, or a little ear popping out of the hat underneath the peas or something like that. <laughs> that would, the gravy wouldn't touch, so I could have um, okay, uh, keep, uh, yes, keep, a, little, yes. A, few, a few little islands in the storm, yeah. a virginal <laughs> piece of uh, parsnip, yeah. So, speaking of, again, just a question. Yes. Uh, about mixing food and Sunday roasts. Yeah. Where do you stand on cauliflower cheese on a Sunday oh, roast? Oh, no, not on a Sunday Thank roast. You. Not Thank with gravy. Yeah. Yeah. Cheese, and cheese, cheese and gravy. That, that, yeah, that, yeah. That's my, that's yeah. my line. Yeah, I will, yeah. 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 I, we wouldn't have that on chips either. I'd have beans. Uh, I'd have beans and, gre- beans and greens. I wouldn't have beans and greens. <laughs> oh, no, that doesn't work at all. God, no. Yeah. Beans and cheese, cheese on its own, beans on its own, gravy on its own. Never the twain should meet. Gravy yeah. should not be introduced to the others, in my Yes, book. that's right. Gravy is its own thing. Yeah. It doesn't belong in the bean world. No, no. I, I, I could tell you why that's a rule, but that's a rule. That's, yeah. that's very much a British... I'm sure some people would disagree wholeheartedly, but they're wrong and we're not. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Beans, that, cheese, yeah. gravy... No. No. My father was uh, one of the world's biggest gravy fans. He used to make it... Good every, gravy, your dad. Yes, yes. It was, it was his uh, crowning achievement every year. And he had a hot tub in his garden. For the last few years of his life, and the f- few times I went down there, like jokingly Christmas time, so sometimes I think I'll come down. You've got the hot tub full of gravy, and like you face go, hmm. <laughs> it's like, like, Wish I hadn't said that. <laughs> quite clearly, that set some pebbles rolling down. It was going to be a horrific avalanche. Eventually, <laughs> oh. go go down when your dad is sat in the hot tub. Oh, you'd happily sit there. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> oh, if you'd like. Robbie Coltrane in the world is not enough. Swimming in caviar. There's a niche reference if you want it. <laughs> That's a very good niche reference. Robbie Coltrane, RIP, of course. Oh, rest, rest in peace. Yes. He's up there with Angela Lansbury and uh, <laughs> Vincent Price. Vincent Price. Hello, queen. Robbie. Uh, <laughs> Band and Bear, she's up there as well. He, she's up there. Hailing that out. <laughs> so, but here's the thing about also Chris and putting crisps. Now, 
it's my impression the Christmas pudding is sort of fallen out of fashion in terms of a festive dessert. Oh, it's really? still available, yeah. but it's almost like it's because of tradition. It's like sprouts. Well, yes. I was looking around the Christmas ways in um, Tesco's the other day, and there's a lot of um, uh, new things. So you had uh, Christmas pudding with ginger snap. A millionaire's gi- Christmas pudding. Oh, okay. That sounds... And, and all this sort of crud. So yeah. maybe you're right, Dean. They're trying yeah. to soup it up a bit. Because remember the old, apparently the old days, my friend never did this, thank God, but they used to put like 5p or yes, shit in. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. My sounds, grandmother did that. That sounds borderline lethal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chip a tooth on it. Yeah, yeah, at yeah. the very least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another 5p Christmas death. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we used to make wishes on wishbones as well. So yeah, yeah, we used to do yeah. a lot of uh, weird stuff when I, when I think about it growing up. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I'll say Christmas pudding crisps aren't proper. This it seems like a cop out. It does. They've they've half half that. Yeah. They've come up with the idea, and they haven't followed it through to the no. su- uh, I, sufficient extent. I don't think they care. I think they don't the care because when I was much younger, my mother bought uh, back. I, mean, I think we first started being able to get fancy stuff in Marks and Spencers. Right? She bought um, Christmas pudding ice cream. Yeah, yeah. And it was really nice. It tasted just like Christmas pudding. Probably had a lot of the same stuff in it. Yeah, probably, yeah. You can ice cream, can you? Yeah, you can put all the spices, spices in yeah. it, yeah. yeah. Crispy, can't we do that? I don't know, though. You can't just whap a load of crisps on, a yeah, uh, load of spices on normal crisps. That's right, you can, and they haven't. Yeah, I'm they haven't. if that's a conscious decision, or they're just like, they're cutting corners, or they think if you put all the festive spices on this, you just... Um, well, I think, you've, I think you've identified the problem, Dean. They're yeah. cowards. Yeah. Weirdly, I think, yeah. If you're going to do it, commit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like a recently. They don't care. They've taken the money off this podcast. Yeah, the cowards. Do we have a potential libel suit here? Yeah, but, suit libel or or Lost are we episode. thinking bomb threat? <laughs> Can we sue them for half yes. crisps? That's right. <laughs> oh, we'll do that when the the uh, libel cases come rolling in. <laughs> we'll yeah. just redirect them all back to Tesco's and there. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Remember last piece that we established that you can't sue us. Someone else is already suing us. That's right. You've got to wait your turn. But we keep telling each of them the other one's suing us. Yeah. And hopefully they'll just uh, leave us be. That's right. Yeah. And we I'm, re- I'm sure that's legally watertight. I think it is. Isn't it? I've, I've, I've seen Ben call Saul. Like I've, <laughs> I've no reason to think otherwise. No, absolutely not. What are we uh, going to give these crisps, Andy? Give it a one. Yeah. They're edible. That one's sort of like, but again, because they so bland yes they don't stir any particular feelings and i think that's more of a if they've gone balls to the wall yeah these taste just like crisps are put in yeah and they're crisps and it's weird and awful yeah i give them like three points at least yes for, for audacity for yes. just like yes yes I think i've said before in this episode this episode i said before in this podcast i mind someone who swings for the fences and misses absolutely they swing for it anyway but this is just like oh it's christmas and i just give them something yeah yeah so I agree point. with you. I'm going to give it one, and I agree with you entirely. The the fact that it's edible is a bit of a letdown in a way, isn't it? Yeah, the, the, exactly. I would not edible, but the fact it's just so bland. It just tastes like a normal plain crisp. Yeah, and then there's this hint of like tiny, tiny, tiny bit of cinnamon, and then the sweetness yeah. of raisins and sultanas. Yeah, sounds like you're saying, "Can I have a bag of edible matter, please?" Ah, oh, um, yeah, yeah, absolute crap. Welcome back, listeners. Welcome back. Time for everyone's favourite section, question mark? Uh, confirmed. Okay. 
based on the fact that Simon just said confirmed. I'm going to find now a random Wikipedia article and we're going to explore it in depth and reveal our expertise. And here we go. Random Wikipedia article. Three, two, one. Grand Prix du Midi Libre. Mm, very okay. The Grand Prix du Midi Libre, referred to as just Midi Libre, don't say with a French accent, but it's a French word, so I'm going with it. It was a multiple stage road cycling course in the south of France. Oh. The race, you know, after the newspaper that organized it, was first organized in 1949, was an important preparation course for. Was an important preparation course. Oh, this is badly written, sorry. Yeah, was an important preparation course, that's bad Wikipedia, for the Tour de France. Because of the hills in southern France, a climber usually won, but sometimes the decision was made in a flat stage. 2003, the course was not organized due to financial problems. One year later, it returned in the Tour de Languedoc-Roussillon. This turned out to be a one-time comeback. Oh, so it's a... A defunct race track. <laughs> bike race. Okay. Okay. Um, what else we got on the chart of winners yeah. uh, from 1949 to 2004. And largely French people. Yeah. France, France, France. Italy, France. Spain, Spain. France, Luxembourg. France, Belgium. France, France. Netherlands, Spain. France, 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 France. Spain, Italy, Belgium, France, 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 France. You get the idea. Hey, I tell you what, I've yeah. never heard of a famous sportsman from Luxembourg. No, and, good point, uh, neither have I. The person's name is well worth investigation. <laughs> His name is Jempy Schmidt. <laughs> Jempy Schmidt? Jean-Pierre Schmidt. Ah, Jempy for short. He's known yeah. as Jempy for short. Okay, uh, Luxembourg professional road bicycle racer. Once the, won the Midi, Midi Libre in 57. Tour de Luxembourg in 54-58. On one stage in the 56th Tour de France. Um, he died on November 14th, 2017, at the age of 85. So, And apparently the most interesting thing about him, his name is Jempy Schmitz. <laughs> his name is so, not Jempy Schmitz. <laughs> his name is not actually Jempy Schmitz, but yeah. it's close enough. Hey, Dean. I mean, any interest in um, road cycling races? Not so much uh, on a personal level. I mean, listen to the guys on the Association Sports Bar and they talk about cycling recently and the Tour de France seems like a complex thing in that it's... Because it's, it's an individual sport but also a team sport. Yeah. So they have to have like different members of the same cycling team. Only one can win and be the winner. Uh, yeah. Because we had, what's his name? Um, Gary Thomas. Gary Thomas is our, like, our, the only Welsh winner ever, I think. Yeah, mm. not that many. And you know, it's... It's one of the things that you don't really think of the scale of it, but it's like a two thousand mile race. That's, yes, that is not a short distance. That's massive. What no. a bike! Yeah, and then think, yeah, in those terms, as I just flew to America, that was like four thousand miles. So it's like fly yeah. half the way on a bike, and yeah, that is yeah, yeah. mad from my perspective. Yeah, because I've never, I never got on with bikes. I can ride a bike, yeah. but I've never had any luck with them. So mm. I get like back on my head, like too nicked. Um, because we live like, in the pub and. Local ne'er do wells who just wander back there sometimes and take the bikes and stuff. No way. And, yeah, well, three necked actually, three. And I thought I was just thinking, I'm cursed with bikes. Mm. Um, when we where were you growing up? I, we only ever had mountain bikes because of the, the valley and stuff. Yeah. So I've only seen like the rally bikes and the speed bikes here. Yeah. The really yes. thin wheels and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure it's a modern thing. It's just been always a flat terrain thing. But um, I think if you see someone riding a bike like that on the roads, yeah. I think. Um, it's either midlife crisis <laughs> or it's a, a serious sports person. I feel the way to tell is the level of gear they're wearing. Yeah. If it's a serious sports person, like they might have a helmet and some sort of uh, 
like latex like, stuff. Yeah, like like lycra, like yeah, lycra yeah. stuff, latex. <laughs> yeah, right, Kinky yeah. wikers. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, they've got a strap on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stonk on boner. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love cycling. <laughs> um, oh no, it's added to wind resistance. <laughs> but, um, but I think if they are toss me off, toss me off. <laughs> use air resistance to do it. it. Yeah. Um, if they're full kit, as in like bags and shorts and so or like streamlined helmets and glasses, I think, yeah, midlife crisis. Yeah. Let's see yeah. how it goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, um, like, I don't know, just like, I feel like cyclists, or the people who road bike as their passion and stuff yeah. is, um, the mentality is insane though because like this, this, to go that distance that long, it's, it's horrible, it's agonizing because yeah. you are, you're basically part of a machine. You have to be like a piston and an engine yeah. for days on end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just sounds painful. Yeah, they see their legs yeah. after. So about no, show cyclist legs after. Yeah, a big show race. me cyclist legs, Dean. We're getting to Hellraiser territory again, you know. I mean, Pretty much, pleasure is pain. <laughs> like they're muscled but horrific. If that makes any sense. Let's have a look at these legs. I mean, look at that. Jesus Christ! Look at the veins on that. <laughs> yeah, that's not Fucking healthy, hell. is it? Yeah, yeah. Tell you what, they should do that as a Christmas crisp. <laughs> that's not a human's leg. Cyclist leg vein. That is not a human's I, leg. I think that looks like all those bodywork things, isn't it? We'll show you this picture, Lister. Yeah, I don't I, believe I, that I'm, that is a human person's leg. I'm confused about that. It looks, it, it looks like a bloody chicken wing after I've, I've gone at it. I've left some meat on there because it's a bit pink. <laughs> Apparently, these are jaw-dropping images of former Tour de France top 10 finisher, Jeanne Brakovic. He didn't even fucking win. Because <laughs> his legs are mangled. Look at that. <laughs> Give me a picture of Jumpy Smith's legs, Dean. <laughs> Jumpy Smith. So I thought this guy had a stunk on it. There's a guy with a massive bonk on him. That doesn't look right. He's got legs like two ends of cauliflower. (laughs) It's really massive bonk on. (laughs) Disgusting. Uh, That's what you get for Googling Jumpy Smiths, no doubt. Jumpy Smiths. I will Google it, see if his legs are. Yeah, it's put legs. Plus legs. (laughs) Oh, plus. Every other photo of him, he's got no legs. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll be able to update this Wikipedia article. Now we found out he didn't have any fucking legs. He still won that race. Yeah, he's from the fifties, so there's not a lot of uh, legs down. He's all, he's all up. He's there. So yeah. You couldn't show a man's legs in the fifties. Elvis, isn't it? You can't see it. He's Elvis. He's been Elvis. <laughs> Nothing from the waist down. Nothing from the sense. waist down. Yeah. But yeah, so you know, professional cyclists, fair play to them, but they are a different breed. They seem yeah. Actually, do you ever watch the Tour de France? They never have. Oh, I can't be asked for that. It's boring. It's like several days, isn't it? Like yeah. A week or so. It's not right. I like the crashes. Then, Same with Formula wasn't One. Wasn't that like a year, year or two ago, that woman put that sign up and almost killed 40 of them? <laughs> no, I don't remember that. Yeah, it was like, uh, it must have been pre-pandemic, I think. No, it must have been post-pandemic, because... Uh, he was on the news, like woman, sort of German woman, had a big sign up saying, Hi, mum and dad. Right. Right in the middle of it. Like, caused a crash of 50 people. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, people could have died. A lot of people were. I mean, some, someone said, like, there was a medic there saying, I've been to war zones, it wasn't this bad. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll Google this now. Ah, I'll have a look at this video, yeah. Sounds good. People almost died. <laughs> We've got any Taliban beheading videos as well, <laughs> Dean. Why are you showing me this one? Ooh, she got a £12,000 fine. There we go. 
Oh, God, yeah, that looks like a disaster waiting to happen, to be fair. Apparently there's no crowd... Oh, there we are. Oh, there we are. There's a video. video. Oh, my word. They're going to some nick there. Like, that's... Definitely. Wow, look at that pile-up. Yeah. My God. What a daft woman. So that's... um. Oh, I bet her mother was happy with that. Apparently she was on the run for a while. The, uh, really? She committed a crime, essentially. Yeah, she sabotaged yeah. the tour de front. Whether she meant to or not is uh, is, a, is another matter. But, uh, I don't imagine being on the run for that. <laughs> Why are you on the Apparently being in jail for that. Yeah. Why are you in jail? Like I killed seven men in a bar fight with a hell of a side of the tour de front. <laughs> <laughs> imagine like uh, she, she thought the threat from doing that was so great that she just like lost all moral responsibility it was just like <laughs> knifing people all the time <laughs> robbing petrol stations and stuff like that she was <laughs> completely amoral and <laughs> well we've got to jail anyway might as well yeah, see exactly see what else can get away with yeah oh Christ I, that's the thing I don't understand about people who get sent off in cup finals and that yeah if it was me and Joey Barton actually tried to do it yeah yeah, once, yeah. It, it, it he just, just went like he got sent off and then he started trying to attack people yeah but it was take a, yeah. like if I'm going to send off I'm taking someone else with me exactly yeah <laughs> you've got to try yeah. him new, like, I'm yeah. already here I might as well yeah. just go, go down swinging yeah especially for underdog teams who are never going to get to a cup final again you've got to fucking take those people out <laughs> Do you think she was like a frustrated cyclist? I think she was, Dean, yeah. yeah. Hi, Mum and Dad. Look what yeah. I'm doing. <laughs> Wait, I was told that sign says, Hi, Mum and Dad. Maybe it's German for I will kill again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at this. Look at her name, Dean. Janet Schmitz. Oh. She's a jumpy Schmitz. <laughs> she's his daughter. Yeah. She's frustrated. He didn't she win. She didn't want that record oh. to go. We have found the full circle. Yes, the daughter of Jean-Pierre Schmitz, Jamie Schmitz. To sabotage the Tour de France yeah. on behalf of her yeah. departed father. And she led a life of crime. Yeah. yeah. And she always escaped. Tarantino weep. She always escaped because her father taught her how to cycle. That's right, yeah. <laughs> With his leg that looked like a chicken bone. <laughs> well, I think we've solved it. There we are. I mean, not Absolutely that it was a problem, solved. but we've yeah. solved forever it was regardless. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are we going to give this article, ending? Oh, I've really enjoyed it. So I'm going to yeah. give it, uh, for, despite its brevity, I'm going to give it a four. Give it a four as well, yeah. Uh, I like yeah. to know more, but um, I feel like I was misled by Jim, Jimpy Schmitz. Yeah, it's not his name. No, they should have given him his full name because they wouldn't have been so excited. Then we wouldn't no, have found no, the thing. So, yeah, well, that's right. Four. Yeah, artistic license will call it. Yeah, I'll give it a four. Yeah, you've got to put a little bit of uh, pepper on there for the yes, the connoisseur. Keep the ladies interested. <laughs> that's right. And by ladies, you mean me and you. <laughs> yeah, that's what I always meant. <laughs> yeah. Four for me as well, and that brings us to the end of this week's episode. It's been a good episode. I, I think enjoyed. I've had a great time. I think so. I think it'll go down in history as probably one of the best podcasts that's ever been recorded. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, they all have so far. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, ta-ra. <laughs>